BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And for today's current mood combo, I'm going to be doing a little solo episode, kind of one of those thought starter episodes where we kind of just open up the discussion of a topic, something that I feel like talking about that maybe resonates with you, you know, in the little banner of the podcast, it says you're feeling it. She's saying it. So I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but hopefully you will relate to it on some level. And I'm just going to talk about it and start off a conversation kind of based on one of the books that I read that really, really helped my mindset and it helped shift things for me earlier in the past like six months. It's kind of like some notes and some thought starters and some ideas based off the book by Marianne Williamson that I've mentioned to you guys before called A Return to Love. It's reflections on the principles of A Course in Miracles. So we'll get into all of that stuff and why I love it so much and like what I kind of took from it and how I kind of apply it to my everyday life. But first, let's just jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week is kind of starting to feel a little like settled in energy. I think honestly preparing for this podcast episode really, really helped, which is why that I wanted to talk about it so much because it's kind of like this, these notes and these ideas that I go back to that really like remind myself like how I feel best and how I feel most at peace and how I kind of like stay grounded. And it's basically like almost that just literal idea of returning to love, returning to surrender, returning to just like being present in the moment. And so I kind of just feel settled in that way where I can like realign myself and realign my energy. And if I get too overwhelmed, which is my worst mood of the week, it's really easy to kind of like lose all of those healthy kind of mantras and habits and all of those little mood boosters and things that yes, keep you sane and keep you happy and healthy. But then there's also just like the the feeling that you kind of need to realign too, because you can drink water and you can work out and you can do all these things that are healthy and they're mood boosters, but you do need to kind of always check in with how you're feeling and like kind of really ground yourself and really like settle back into your alignment. And so I feel like I took a little bit of time out of my day to do that yesterday when I was preparing for this podcast episode. And since it was something that like I usually do, even though it was also preparing for work, it really, really helped me feel better. It was definitely my best mood of just like kind of feeling this like weight lifted off me, like reminding myself like my principles and my values and how I feel my best. And like that kind of 
those just like thought starters. I know it sounds a little vague, but it's kind of just like returning to the principles that like I believe in, which is like surrendering, letting go, being present, like focusing on like my energy and making sure that I can be the best version of myself by doing that kind of brings me into a present state and really settles me back in. And I got so relaxed after doing it yesterday and felt like such a mood boost that like I literally was so relaxed. I like took a nap and it wasn't even a stress nap, which usually sometimes I do as a coping mechanism. But I had for my worst mood this week just felt really, really overwhelmed with so many different like emotions. And I think it's easy to kind of catastrophize when you're like overwhelmed with bad emotions. And it's not always the worst thing ever. And it doesn't always need to be bigger than it is. But there are like valid feelings and valid emotions. And instead of dealing with them or acknowledging them or honoring them, just kind of letting them pile on is when it's really easy to catastrophize all of them. And so I think it's overwhelmed with, yes, all these different things happening in my life and all these different feelings and whether it's good, it's decent, it's bad, it's great. Just not taking the time to like sit with them and deal with them and kind of only focusing on a lot of like the physical mood boosters and just go, go, going. I'm someone that has like a very fragile energy and like is very sensitive to other people's energy, my own energy. And it's just, I mean, you know, cancer season is upon us, you guys. Like I'm not the biggest astrological, astrological, I don't even know the word, okay? I'm not big into astrology. However, I do know that I'm a cancer and that I happen to have some of those motherfucking qualities that everyone makes fun of us for having which is fine. See, there's my hard shell protecting my soft as a baby's bottom interior. So that's like my really simple best best mood, worst mood of the week that definitely has to do with our current mood combo today, which is always good because it just makes for such a simpatico episode. And simpatico is a word that I just started using last night and I'm not really sure of the definition. So, you know, don't call me out on that one. All right. When the weather gets warmer, you guys, the last thing I want to do is be all sweaty in my kitchen cooking over a flaming hot stove. Uh, no, thank you. But also I don't exactly want to like order takeout for every meal and feel disgusting. That's why I'm obsessed with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more, all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It takes literally minutes to prepare, and I just, I love knowing that the food I'm eating is actually good for me. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugars, or artificial anything. My personal summer favorite is the Daily Harvest Scoops. It's their plant-based ice cream. Scoops is the perfect sweet treat, plus it's gluten and dairy-free. They have a really great artichoke and lemon harvest bowl for summer that is so yummy and so easy to obviously prepare. And then they have their midnight fudge scoops, which are just the perfect dessert. Daily Harvest is all about leaving the earth in a better place than they found it, not just for us, but for future generations to come. They focus on increasing biodiversity, investing in organic farming practices, reducing food waste, and even prioritizing recyclable and compostable packaging. Daily Harvest is delicious food all built on whole organic fruits and vegetables that conveniently stays fresh in your freezer. So it's ready when you are. It's really the whole package. So stay cool, calm, and collected during the summer heat. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter code MOOD to get $25 off your first box. That's code MOOD for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. For this week's mood boosters, obviously... Going back in my notes, reading the book was one of them. That's an easy one. We already know that. It's kind of the theme of the episode this week. A fun one that I 
was talking about last week too was obviously watching TV. I finished Ginny and Georgia over the weekend or I guess in the past week and it's that show on Netflix. I'm always really late to those kind of like so bad, so good TV shows that I, I don't know why I thought this one looked like really, really silly and like dumb and it was so freaking good. It was such a mood booster because like I just had so much anxiety on Friday I don't really know why but I I felt like shit I felt horrible and I just I knew that I couldn't even watch like one of my favorite like thriller series or just anything like that because I I'm that's how much even like tv will affect me like it like makes me have this like sick feeling in my physical body and so I knew I needed to find something like lighthearted and silly and just like bright I guess and that's like literally sometimes why I go on tiktok because I just I'm a very like visual person and so I was like, okay, Ginny and Georgia, maybe this will do the trick. Like maybe this will be a mood booster for me because I need to be in a better mood. Anxiety is crippling. And I literally at first was like, this is so silly nilly. And then of course, like 45 minutes and I was obsessed with it. I thought it was absolutely hyster- hysterical. I thought it was so lighthearted. It was so cute. It was so funny. I definitely started getting pissed off towards the end. Cause I was like, oh, I mean, teenagers are just so ungrateful, but then it's like, you remember that you were an ungrateful teen nature and it's like I was talking to my friend and I said this is just a cycle we're never going to break because you don't realize that you are a bitchy teenager until you're old enough to have your own children and then by that time your kids are going to do the same thing until they're old enough to have their own children and it's going to be this angsty teenage cycle for the rest of our lives what do we do I don't know I I don't know but 10 out of 10 would recommend Ginny and Georgia as a mood booster. One that I started that's not a mood booster is Cruel Summer. It's a mood booster in the sense of a binge because, like, you know, we stand a binge around here. However, like, when my anxiety started coming back, I was like, okay, this is not, like, the lighthearted content I need to be watching right now. It's going to make me feel icky, and I don't like it. So I quickly switched over to watching The Bachelorette because that's that dumb shit I need to make me feel better about my own life, Okay. My next mood booster is getting up and getting out. And I know that's like sounds super vague, but I don't know what it is. I I don't know if it's like this like pent up energy. Maybe it's all of the like overwhelmingness I feel, but I feel like it's the only way to really start my day off on the right foot is if like I get up and get out of the house. And it's also like I was trying to think the other day, like, is it a Chicago thing? Is it like just where I'm at right now thing? Because I never really needed to do that when I lived in Los Angeles. And I also feel like it's so different because like you walk everywhere here. So it's like I walk to go get my coffee every morning, whereas in LA I would drive. And I feel, and I also... I don't walk, but I do leave the house to go to the gym. And so I just, I really like getting up and getting out of the house, like right in the morning, which like usually I'm someone that just like lays in bed and sits on my phone and all that stuff and can just like mosey around all day until like having to deal with things like in the mid afternoon. Cause I just always scheduled my day like that. And for some reason it is such a mood booster to like wake up and just get out and like get my day started, whether it is something like productive or it is self care or it is just anything like genuinely, I just love getting up and getting out. And maybe it is also cause like the weather's nicer. And so you see the sun shining and it's like, you kind of want to take advantage of it because honestly being in Chicago, it's so nice that it's been raining lately, like every now and then, because it's just like such a nice change of pace. And when you live in California for so long and it's like the same exact weather every single day, it almost kind of like starts to feel like you're like in a time warp and like the twilight zone. And it's just like the same thing every single day. And I like having to like, you know, like pivot and course correct and change and like kind of like listen to my body, listen to the weather. And so right now as the weather is like really nice on most of the days, I really love to like get up and get out because it like boosts my mood. It makes me feel productive, even if I'm not being the most productive person on the planet, because who has time for that during? hot girl summer anyway like let's be real 
I mean, I definitely could make more time for being productive, but you know what I mean. Your life is not based on your productivity, okay? Your life's worth is not. Your life, eh, well, in our society it is, but not your worth, okay? And then my last mood booster is that I am going to have my own space next week. So this is the last podcast episode that I will be recording at my mom's house unless I just for some reason decide to do that here. So I just feel like I kind of feel like there's just like that light at the end of the tunnel. You guys know I love looking forward to things. And so, I mean, I'm sure it'll come with its own fair share of drama, me moving, but I like having things to look forward to. I think it's always fun to have something on the horizon. I think it's always fun to look forward to things because a lot of anxiety is future tripping and it's stressing out about things that haven't happened yet. And so I love when I'm excited about something that hasn't happened yet, but also it's something that I definitely do need because my OCD can only be held at bay for so long. I've been taking it out of my face. I've been picking my face. I've been picking my nails. And I'm so excited to pick at pieces of furniture instead of my own body for once. You know what I mean? If you need like a serious mood booster, you guys, CBD, CBD, let me tell you. Before Ginny and Georgia, take some feel CBD and don't tell me that your mood wasn't boosted. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel, you guys. Stress, anxiety, pain. I deal with all three of those things, literally. Um, so for me, I use it when I'm feeling very overwhelmed, anxious, I or, or if I just need help going to bed at night. Just all those things that you want to feel better about naturally is why feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that will help you keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door, and it naturally helps reduce stress. That's what CBD is, you guys. It literally helps naturally reduce anxiety, pain, sleeplessness, and there's no hangover or no addiction. So it's just something that when I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling anxious or I feel like I can't go to sleep, I just want to relax. CBD is the first step in just kind of getting extra cozy, letting all of those negative feelings float away. All you do is you place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important because everyone's is really, really different. And the cool thing that I really love about feels is that they offer a free CBD hotline to help you guide your personal experience so that you can find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use out of your CBD. They're not just going to like leave you hanging. I played around with a few different doses when I first started and found the one that works the best for me. And it, having that guidance is really nice because like you ne- never know if it's like not enough or too little. It's just so different for everyone. So they make you feel really comfortable with it. And joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mood and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mood to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mood. Okay, so for today's current mood combo, I kind of wanted to talk about how I like shifted my mindset and how I kind of like got to those points of like surrendering and like letting go and just feeling the best and making better decisions and feeling better in the moment. And it all started with reading this book, obviously that I've talked to you guys about called a return to love. It's a reflection on the principles of a course in miracles. I'm very familiar with a course in miracles through friends of mine that have done it. And obviously there are like many books that kind of have reflections on it. And it's like, 
it's a very complex, not complex, but like there's, it's, it's very old. So, right. There's a lot you can learn about it. There's, you can actually do a course in miracles. There's other books that kind of describe like the whole ego versus reality situation. And I kind of wanted to save the ego conversation for a different podcast episode because I find it very, very fascinating and it like helps you kind of get out of your own ego a lot of times, which I think is really important. But I wanted to focus on this podcast episode being fear versus love because I feel like once I kind of shifted my mentality to thinking okay am I thinking out of fear or am I thinking out of love am I going to do this out of fear or am I going to do this out of love that really 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 helped me I think one of the things too that is like always a great example that I've definitely read in a like quite a few books is that obviously love is what we were born with right and fear is what we are learned you can even think about this with things going on in our society it's like these horrible things that are taught to us. There's so much that is taught to us. And when you really want to break it down, you think about a baby. A baby comes out literally not knowing anything, not knowing how to speak English, not knowing what their type is, like what they're attracted to, like what their favorite food is yet. Like everything has to be taught to them. But the only thing that they do know is that, you know, they they need love. They need attention and they want positive things. They don't know how to be mean yet. They don't they don't know anger yet. All they know is love. They want to be held. They want to be swaddled. They want to be they want to have a blanket on top of them. They want to feel love. It's an it's an energy that like is the only thing that's like literally in existence in this baby. Obviously besides you know, like our body that, you know, God willing is functioning healthily. And it's like that your body knows how to work. It's not like you're telling your heart like, hey, can you pump like 141 beats per minute in then telling your brain being like, hey, can you like love this person? It's like all of these things are naturally happening when you're born. Right. And so I think with fear, it's something that we feel is so natural. And it's because we have been conditioned from such a young age to be afraid of things and to have all of these negative feelings. And it's really based on stuff we've learned, right? Whether it's trauma that we were experienced when we were little, whether it's movies we watched on TV, whether it's things we just experienced at school, whether things we saw, like other behaviors learned from other people, like we really become this kind of just like fear machine. And like you maybe say like, oh, well, I didn't really have trauma or like I'm not really afraid of a lot of things. But like you have to remember that like even emotions like when you're angry you're technically afraid when you're rude you're technically afraid like there's all of these state of defenses that are actually rooted in fear and not love and the, what i do is i really take the time to like think before i act or think before i deal with an emotion right and i kind of think okay is this rooted in love or is this rooted in fear So basically the shift in perception and the shift in feeling is when let's say you are anxious or you want to be rude to someone or, you know, let's start with a really small example. Let's start with like being annoyed in traffic or being rude to a stranger. Like when you're having that feeling that elicits a negative reaction, it's like first it starts with the thought, right? Which is your cause. And then your experience is the effect so your thought causes your experience it's literally cause and effect thought is cause experience is effect and I think sometimes when we judge someone or when we get angry or when we get any of these negative emotions you it's so easy to think right like oh that's not rooted in love like that's not rooted in kindness like 
that's not me seeing the best in someone. That's not me giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And you can maybe argue, okay, but not everyone deserves to be loved. Well, that's just obviously not true. And it doesn't mean that you're giving away all of your love for free. It really is a shift in in perception that affects your experience, your life on earth, your experience in your own energy. So not being rude to that stranger because you realize, okay, wait, why am I getting so angry? Like, why, like, what's the point? Like, is this necessary? I always say, is it kind? Is it loving? Or is it necessary? And sometimes like, yeah, there are necessary things, but you don't always have to go about them in the most vile way. Right. But most of the time when you ask yourself, is it kind? Is it loving? Is it necessary? You can kind of shift that experience and have a different effect because a lot of the times you don't need to waste that energy. It takes so much more energy and it, it really festers inside of you when something is rooted in fear as opposed to love. And I think that a lot of, I think that what I do is I just always say, okay, like I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to handle this differently. I'm willing to try like, because you, when you're feeling something, you can't just be like, oh, actually this is rooted in fear. I'm not going to, th- fear it anymore like of course not like we are hardwired with fear right but it's becoming more aware of where my thoughts and where my my experiences are being rooted from because a lot of the times you actually once you start shifting this perception and shifting the way you handle yourself obviously you just develop way more inner peace because the only person you're hurting is yourself. If you're angry all the time and pissed all the time, like I literally always say, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? Because sometimes for me, at least it's worth it to be the happy one than the right one. And like, that's kind of a lot of the stuff we talked about on like the letting go podcast. It's like when you're the one drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. And so for me, I think a lot of the things that I always have to remember remember for myself is that I don't have to be living in fear all the time. And I think a lot of it obviously has to get developed over time because then you develop faith, right? And so when I started kind of understanding this and putting this practice in, I would notice that I would really sit down and be like, okay, wait, am I texting this person this response back because it's rooted in fear or is it rooted in love? Because do I want to be right? Do I want to try to control this person? Do I want to try to control this situation? Do I want to control this outcome? Because a lot of anxiety is like, you're not open to the possibility. You're open to the outcome. You're attached to the outcome. So I always say, be open to the possibility. Don't be attached to the outcome. And if you're attached to the outcome, you're probably making a decision based off fear. So that's when I go, okay, wait, what would a loving response be? What would something that I could say that just is me being a loving person and being a kind person. And I think loving people is allowing them to be exactly who they are, accepting them exactly as they are. And just kind of almost like staying in your lane, like keeping your side of the street clean because like you can't control other people. But what you'll realize happening and why you'll start to develop, develop this faith is because things actually work out better. And in the meantime, all of your experiences are so much more peaceful and so much more manageable and so much easier to deal with. And so I think when I said I was really overwhelmed earlier, it was because I stopped really thinking out of love and I, I kind of got out of that for a minute because it's easy, you know, like we're, we're these hardwired people in fear and we are, we have a million things to do. Like we think that we are defined by so many things outside of ourselves, outside of that baby version of ourselves. that just literally all they need is love to be happy, right? Like, yes, of course we need food and water and all that stuff. But like, you know, it's not a five-star meal. It's just like literally 
whatever our parents fed us when we were little. Like it's, it's very simple. And I think it's the most powerful. I, I know it's the most powerful thing in the world. And I've always believed that, but I think that's why reading this book had really helped me shift my perception and how to live it out in everyday life. Because all you can really do is deal with what's right in front of you. Like literally what is happening right then and there. And just when you do that and you don't handle it out of fear, you make a loving decision and things start happening. That's when the faith builds. And that's when you can kind of see the results and be like, Oh, okay, wait. So now I do need to actually do this even more because things weren't just going so well by chance. It's because I changed the way I was thinking about them. And my thoughts have different effects now and my experiences are better because of my thoughts. I think it's something that could really scare people to like get rid of fear because it obviously means surrendering. And I think what people like don't realize is that surrendering actually means you're surrendering your thoughts about the situation. You're not surrendering to a situation. So it's not letting people walk all over you. It's not just always being the bigger person. It's it's not like all of these sacrifices. It's surrendering to how you feel about the situation and being able to be open to seeing things differently, be open to handling them differently for your own sake. It's not so all of a sudden you're like the kindest, most loving, most caring, most like Mother Teresa person on the planet because I know that that, you know, jargon like is not going to resonate with you, right? I'm not like, hey, you're about to be the nicest motherfucker on the planet. No, it's about literally not making yourself miserable all the time and being so affected by your experiences because in reality, your thoughts are what create your experiences, right? Your experience your experiences shouldn't be controlling your thoughts. Like you are in control literally based off your own thinking and you make your experience what it needs to be. You can take any two, you can take any two experiences with two different people and have them have total opposite outlooks, which are literally fear and love. And who do you think is going to have a better experience in the same exact situation? Right. And it's because of their thoughts. And so I think we just don't believe that we can afford to be, not fearful because without fear how do we how are, how do we get things done how do we make money how do we how do we get that job how do we get the boyfriend if i'm not afraid of it how am i going to make sure i go if i'm not afraid of losing an opportunity how am i going to make sure i keep it right and i it's it's scary it's scary to let go and it's scary to surrender because it it makes you feel control that's what anxiety is wanting to feel control over everything and i think that the more you're open to it and the smaller the things you start with then you realize oh wait that this actually just makes me feel better it's not really changing the outcome at all necessarily it's changing how i get to the outcome cuz either i'm getting my work done by 5 p.m. And I have a nice day up until then, or I'm getting my work done by 5 p.m. And I'm miserable the entire time until 5 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally just having a better life and having a better experience and just giving up results, like literally just giving up results. I think that you forget that your internal state determines your entire experience of life. Quick break to talk to you guys about better help, something that obviously can help you change your thinking and be more present and grounded because if there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, you should use better help. I love therapy and I think better help is 
the amazing, amazing first step to assess your needs to start your therapy journey because BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours and it's not a crisis line, you guys. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas, which is great. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional office counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. If you need a new mood booster, if this is your sign to start therapy, all you have to do literally is visit betterhelp.com mood. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Everyone's doing it, you guys. Get on board. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and mood listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash mood. So I think that like, so I think that this is just like a really good thought starter because I don't think, because I've never really broken it down of like how I genuinely think based on fear or love. And I think that there's a lot of really great examples in the book. I, I think that, you know, obviously this book, A Return to Love, isn't A Course in Miracles. It's just her reflections on the principles of A Course in Miracles. And it just really kind of made me understand even more so why I connect to words like surrender and faith and let go and love because it kind of put them in this language that allowed me to take what I needed from this book and use it in my own life. And now I can, you know, make better decisions and not just better in a sense of like, oh, I'm getting better results, but I feel more confident with what I'm doing because I know it's coming from a good place. And I know that, you know, how I'm treating people is coming from a better place. And it just makes my days better. And it makes my days brighter because I'm not wasting all this energy stressing out about something because I'm afraid of the outcome or because I'm afraid of what someone might think of me or because I'm afraid of what I think of myself. And so this is how I know to like ground myself like be the most present in my own body as I possibly can because all we really are is these people that we're put on earth to love. Like I know it sounds so motherfucking cheesy, but it's true. Like you think about all of the things that you're grateful for and you think about all the things in life that make you the happiest. And they're so simple and I'm sure they're probably people or like relationships or experiences that like all elicit this feeling of love. Like that truly is what it is. So it doesn't mean that you're always like this Buddha, like happy go lucky person. You're not going to deny your feelings, right? Like you're not telling yourself you don't feel something. You're not saying fear isn't real, right? Like I know the book can kind of like veer towards that. And that's more of like an ego conversation. And that's like a different whole, like the Matrix movie is kind of basically essentially based off of it. I don't know if anyone knows this. I'll just do a quick little side note really quick. But basically, there's this other book. I'll post it on Instagram. And it's like literally um, really breaks it down, like the ego versus reality. And that's all. If you watch the entire movie, The Matrix, like that literally is what the movie is about. It's your ego versus reality. That's what The Matrix is. So if you just like were wondering or you probably maybe you already knew that because you're a Matrix fan but I obviously didn't fucking know that because I never liked the movie Matrix it's just all about being open to acknowledge where something is stemming from and really think is this fear versus love and be open to seeing it differently surrendering to an outcome that you know 
that, you know, you might not want in this moment, but like might better serve you and just know, like, you never know what's going to happen. Right. Like I even was using this example, like a couple weeks ago when I was saying, you know, like if you told me six months ago that I was going to be like getting an apartment in Chicago, like I wouldn't have believed you. And guess what? It probably would have stressed me the fuck out. Cause I would have been like, how, how did I end up there? Like, wh- how does that happen? Like explain it to me. Right. Because there's so much fear. And I think surrendering is just like understanding that like, you don't know what's going to happen and that is okay. But you do know stuff. You know how to have a good thought that can have a good experience. You know how to make the cause and effect good. Like you can't get all tripped up being like, why am I having all these horrible experiences? It's like, okay, well, are you the common denominator? Like, are you putting out this really bad energy? I think like, I think what people forget too is that like, it's not just like going to bed and like manifesting like by like listing out goals and stuff like you actually have to shift your energy and like shift your experiences and shift your interactions because like you can say every single day I'm going to make a million dollars but if you don't like genuinely believe that and like do things that support that theory and that like that's like raises like your energy state like that's how I understand like really feeling this effect is like genuinely not feeling like I'm constantly living in fear allows my life to be so much more abundant because the energy of putting out love into the universe as lame as it may sound it like actually is just a much more beautiful life to live and yes things don't always work out but I'm always open to seeing them different differently I'm always open to being wrong about the outcome of a situation I'm always open to surrendering and knowing that like I don't know best like I'm not in control here like I I, you know my ego isn't so big that like I think that I control the universe like I know that I don't and I know that I just all I can do is like keep my side of the street clean and I'm going to keep it clean in a way that is makes it a really beautiful and abundant street. I'm not going to just keep my side of the street clean and treat myself like shit and which in return makes me treat other people like shit. And I think you can just really become gentle with yourself where you've been really harsh to yourself for a really long time because I think that those things that you know, you have like stress and anxiety and stuff, they've served like a purpose for you. And they've served a purpose for me. Like my stress got me so far in my career, but that doesn't mean that that's sustainable. And it doesn't mean that that's an enjoyable and happy life. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, like you could literally be the richest person in the world and have like no love in your life. And like you're a miserable person, none of that money matters, right? Like we've all heard those kinds of sayings. And so it's like not about just like living this life and not feeling anything anymore. It's just being open to being more gentle with yourself and getting honest with yourself about like, why am I acting this way? Like, why do I think these things? And be gentle about it. Like, you don't have to judge yourself or shame yourself. Like, we're all gonna fuck up. Like, I literally just said, like, for the past few weeks, like, I have not, like, really been thinking in a fear versus love mindset. Like, I've been just kind of you know, enjoying the loving parts and then just kind of like shoving the fear aside and like kind of getting them all a little jumbled all over the place. But I think that especially in situations that really scare me is when I really need to say, is this fear versus love? Am I trying to control a person, a place, an outcome, a situation, or should I just accept this person exactly as they are, be kind to them, like just be a loving person and make a decision that is kind, loving, or necessary. Like that's literally all you can do. And it just really, really grounds you back in reality. And it almost actually makes you feel more in control because it really is the only thing you can control. 
you start making all these situations and places like your new comfort zone because your comfort zone is like a place where love is really easy, right? Like that's like, it's whether it's like a food, right? It's not the food, it's the feeling that the food gives you. It could be nostalgia. It could be, you know, it's like that feeling of love, right? Or like when you're home, it's like you're, that's your comfort zone because you're, you're so able to be unapologetically yourself and you don't have to worry, right? And that's fear because you're worried. And all of a sudden you start having all of these new comfort zones because a comfort something that's not a comfort zone pushing you out of your comfort zone is a, a situation that wants you to be fearful. And so all of a sudden when you just start to choose differently, you're actually more comfortable in your own skin, which then allows you to be more comfortable in other situations. It, it can even be literally a fucking situation like traffic. Like I used to get so frustrated and so anxious and all these horrible things just because of motherfucking traffic. And yeah, you guys, life gets frustrating. I'm not denying those feelings at all, but I'm, you know, a, for a few days I was like, I'm open to seeing this differently. Like, why is this so bad? Right? Like, well, like who knows? Like who knows why I'm stuck in traffic traffic right now? I don't fucking know. And you know what? Like I'm not gonna make this 30 minutes miserable because I'm stuck. I'm stuck. So why don't instead of having a road rage, why don't I just like breathe? And it's like it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And then all of a sudden it, you just have a better experience. And I'm not saying this is easy in every situation. I'm not saying you have to be perfect at this, but it's something to be open to. It's something to be open to. It's something to consider. It is something to be willing to try to see things differently, to have different thoughts that will have different experiences come out of them. And maybe this doesn't make total sense if you haven't read any of this stuff before, because I always, I literally even do this to my friends. I, I do it to my cousin a lot. I go, but like, I say, are you saying this out of fear or love? Like, do you genuinely need to know this from this person? Or are you saying because you're afraid of what the response is going to be? And like, you're trying to control it. Like, like literally, like when you're dating a guy and you're like, I want to know if he likes me. I feel like something's off, all this stuff. And like, you are literally you just want to be right. You don't want to be happy. You just want control. You just want to know, right? You just want to know how this person feels about you and you want to freak out and you want to stress out. And you end up almost like pushing people away and you want to control the situation. You want to fight for love, but it's like the only way to actually get love is to just love, right? And so we always break it down. I say, are you like, are you trying to find this information out out of fear or love? Because if it's fear, you're just, you're not even getting a good, a good response and it's not even coming from a good place. And you're just literally giving yourself anxiety. Like that's on you. Like don't put project your fear onto this person. That's I guess doing nothing wrong. If like you literally just have all these crazy girl anxious questions that you're like bar, bar like berating them with via text message. And so it's like little like real life experiences like that, where we're able to really, break it down and be like, I'm okay with the outcome because I don't want someone to love me that doesn't love me. And I'm just going to look at this through love instead of fear because I want to have a good experience and I'm willing to learn through love. I'm willing to learn through love instead of learn through fear. And guess what? You're going to learn both you're going to learn on both sides. I've learned so much through fear and I've learned so much through love. But as I get older and as I try to be a better person and grow into this next chapter of my life, I try to, you know, lean into love way more than I lean into fear because love is natural. Although fear feels really fucking natural because it comes on so physically and so out of the blue and so all of a sudden. But the more you learn about yourself and you learn about whatever principles that relate to you and like you know, your anxiety versus your faith or your fear versus love or whatever it is, it all starts making sense. And sometimes things get to be a little too much and they get overwhelming, but it's like having that faith and surrendering and like just literally being open 
is something that like I cannot recommend enough and something that I needed to remind myself this week and something that I just wanted to kind of present to you guys as like maybe a new topic of something that we could dive into. Maybe it's something you needed to hear. I'll post some quotes on my Instagram story. I'll post some kind of like readings and stuff too because it has really, 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 really helped me a lot. And it just literally makes me feel so much more at peace. It makes me feel like the most grounded and settled version of myself. And it's just a really great way to feel. And I would love if you guys could experience that or be open to trying to experience that. And I'd love to hear what you guys think. So make sure to obviously follow at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. I will be dropping merch very, very soon. I promise. The first collection is really, really cool. And I think you guys are going to love it. And it has a little bit to do with love. So just wait. Obviously, you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth if you want to see what I'm up to in Chicago. I haven't been posting on Instagram that much just because um, I'm not really in my like own aesthetic. So there's like really nothing to show. I don't have a mirror. I don't have a marble table. Um, and I have OCD. So I haven't been posting that much. But I move into my apartment on Tuesday. So I'm really, really excited for this week's vlog to be the last one where I'm just kind of a shit show. And next week we'll be moving. And so if you want to go check that out, it's youtube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. And I will talk to you guys on next, on next week's episode of Mood. I hope you have a best mood and I hope you get through your worst mood. And I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye.